yeah, I was just saying thanks for 81.9k on dual bod by podcasting pod whatever it's fucking called by pod by casting yeah I'll call it by casting by casting right now and um, what I want to do is hear the democracy now take on what's going on with Trumpy von Schittler going to jail maybe after I first check and see if there's nothing um, it's going to be massive talking feds with Harry Littman. <laughs> Georgia grand jurors. <laughs> nice. Detailed into investigation. Okay, that's great. Mr. Henry Chicken. Mr. Um, Dirty Boy. Miss Attention. Hi, everyone. Harry here to talk about... The special grand jury in Fulton County, not Manhattan, and not the regular grand jury that will imminently, but we're not sure when, be returning charges, and I think a lot of them, uh, down in Fulton County. But these are the colleagues of the four-person, Emily Coors, who went on a kind of uh, odd 15-minute PR tour. Uh, Georgia's gonna be massive. Popcorn. Actually, I'm going to, I want to see if there's anything about. Mm, I want to check uh, my stitch. So my stitch is saying, spilled beans, Trump lawyer gets bad news in George probe. Yes. Um. <laughs> Trump's last day before indictment. Dreamed one hour ago. Last day. I mean, last day. Welcome to Political Beatdown yeah. with Michael Cohen and Ben Micellis. <laughs> we are on indictment watch. Literally, at any minute, at any moment, there could be breaking news that Donald Trump will be criminally indicted, whether that happens today, tomorrow. This week, we know, we believe it to be imminent based on all of the reporting out there. And there's no one better to talk as much as he can, because there are limitations when you are a witness before a grand jury, but no one better to talk about it than Michael Cohen. We should also talk, Cohen, about the big win earlier this morning. I know we're University all of right University now. of Miami game? Exactly. I'm talking about the University of Miami game. Although my USC Trojans lost in uh, in in the in the tournament, so I'm a little bit upset about that. But yeah, big win there, but also a big win for New York Attorney General Letitia James. Donald Trump, uh, the Trump Organization, and adult children. They tried to delay that trial. Previously, Justice Michael Gorham said, "Come hell or high water, that case is going to trial." Second, 2023. Nah, the judge confirmed yeah. it today, saying there's absolutely no delay. October he goes, it is written in stone. So that's big news to report right there. Then we may also want to talk about this major lawsuit, a new lawsuit 
brought against Fox by a senior producer who still works at the Tucker Carlson show. And the senior producer basically talked about how everybody at Fox was trying to cover up her testimony when she testified before uh, the lawyers representing Dominion. She also talked about a despicable and hostile work environment there. And she said that in Tucker Carlson's office, when she walked in, there are photographs. This is what she said. Tucker, Par Tucker Carlson's producer said there are huge photographs of Nancy Pelosi in a bikini in what? the, in the uh, office of Tucker Carlson and on all the workers' screensavers. Just like a weird and bizarre uh, environment there. We'll talk about that. Me? But, but Cohen, I suppose the big news everyone wants to hear about is as much as you can discuss. Um, and look, the last uh, few hours, the last 48 hours, it seems like Donald Trump is particularly obsessed with you going on a social media platform attacking you. And he did attack Midas also and said he yes. wanted to fight us. Yes. At <laughs> least it's not me alone that Donald is attacking. You know, it's amazing. He's like a five-year-old, if you think about it, right? He's the bully <laughs> in the playground who's decided that everybody who he has some sort of an animus to, anybody who is saying something that he doesn't like, that's not blowing smoke up that fat ass of his, all of a sudden you become a target for his ire. And listen, that's just Donald. I've seen it happen a thousand times. Uh, I've been the recipient of it. You know, a bunch of times as well. You know, you just ignore it because, in fact, all he's really doing is just making you more popular. Uh, more people will have a chance, Ben, to see and to know about Midas Touch Network. Maybe <laughs> some of them will even join. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's we'll call it the negative effect. Bitches. I mean, you know, think about it. So, oh. He's showing something that's negative about Midas Touch Network. There are people who will simply join it just to see what Ben and Jordy and Brett are yeah. saying negative Breaking about their power. And so he'll just go ahead and they'll, they'll just go ahead and jump onto it. And then next thing you know, there are some of them who actually become educated and start to see you know, the mistakes that are being made by, you know, the Fox GOP News. and by Donald and... Blame it on... Who knows? Whoever on. else is there passing Fox around this crazy, you know, message yet? that he wants passed around. Yes. The attacks on uh, Judge Engeron, the attacks on, uh, you know, our unsinkable Attorney General Tish James, on Alvin Bragg, on Michael Cohen, on okay. Midas Touch, on, Her you know, and, uh, so even, even what stick. was him, um, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, he attacked her. Anybody that has gone... He's already in prison now? Question mark.
head and testified. The game plan that the Trump uh, team intends to use is to denigrate each and every person to continue verbal assaults to you know based upon their character and based upon their um, you know their tr their trustworthiness. So I mean, this is what you're going to see now every single day from Donald and from his team. Just character assassination after character assassination. So Cohen, but then I, again, I Exclamation point, LOL. We got Diaper Don on the run. <laughs> Make good lyrics. <laughs> oh my god, diaper down. We got diaper down on the road. Just see, by the way, so just take a look to see. Who are the idiots that are actually doing the character assassinations? You got, what's his name? Tacopinus? And then you got, uh, what's That's his name? name? You worked on uh, that nickname? You went Tacopinus? <laughs> and then you go ahead and you have this idiot, you know, um, Abbott and Costello, whatever, Bob, uh, Bob Costello. And then you have, you know, uh, Rudy Colludi, Drunken Giuliani. Uh, you have Alina Hababababa. You know, I mean, look to see this clown car of counsel that this idiot has. I mean, it's like, could you pick a team worse suited to represent you than the group that he has right now? But I do suspect to be, you know, all to be honest and not to, you know, joke around, even though he is such a just a pathetic human being. He will find um, somebody who is certainly more qualified than the people that he has right now um, in order to represent him. He's gonna get that mayo. <laughs> 
if and when an indictment does come down, he will <laughs> definitely find somebody because the <laughs> level of specificity that is going to be needed in order to defend himself. And remember, this is something that I It's kind of like an art piece I just did of uh, doing of Michael Cohen as my, my comment. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sharing that right now. I'm doing what I'm, I'm practicing, what I preach, and I'm sharing right now with like all of my social media platforms. Okay, that's just a percentage. Twenty twenty four. Okay. We love chicken. <laughs> Is diaper on in prison yet? So I shared that. Shared something with Facebook. I haven't shared a done a YouTube short for a minute. <clears throat> know, a couple of days or something. Oh, well, come on, just uh, boring. I really want to get in and talk to you and to our brigaders about how many times over the last few four, five, six days have you heard once Donald put out that he's going to be indicted on Tuesday, once again he was wrong, but he was looking to stir the shit, to stir the pot. How many times have you heard, you know, people turn around and say, well, this New York district attorney case is weak. It's the weakest of all the cases. I don't even know why they're bringing this case first. First of all, that presupposes that all the district attorneys and all of the um, judicial bodies that are there um, are speaking to one another to make a determination. Hey, let's draw straws to see who's going to go first and who's going to go last. That's not how it works. Alvin Bragg believes that his case was ready to go to a grand jury and he went to the grand jury. That doesn't mean that even if he, if, even if the grand jury comes back and they decide that they're going to indict, that doesn't put an end to Fonnie Willis's uh, Georgia 
DA case against Donald Trump uh, for trying to overturn the election with Brad Raffensperger. It doesn't put an end to the attorney general's case that we know from the recent reporting of Judge Engeron. It doesn't put an end to either of the two cases Jack Smith is currently looking at, and that's, of course, the stolen documents from Mar-a-Lardo, uh, as well as the January 6th insurrection. We're not here to make a determination which cases, you know, sexier to be brought, which one is more meaningful to the United States of America. In fact, all of the cases are meaningful. If you are somebody who believes in the rule of law, if you believe in one system of law for all Americans, not two separate tiers of justice. So all of these are relevant. All of them are viable. And each district attorney and the attorney general and the special counsel, each and every one of them will make their own determination as to the viability of the case. I love listening to these fucking pundits. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, I don't really think that the district attorney's case is really uh, a great case. And because you got, you know, uh, it's a misdemeanor and you have to bring a second case in order to make it a class E felony. And if it's a class E felony, it's only up to three or four years in prison, which will never happen because he's the former president of the United States. And you sit there, you scratch your head and say, wow, well, why not? <laughs> who the fuck elected you judge, jury and executioner all at the same time? How about this? <laughs> no one. Right? Nobody gives a shit what you have to say. Why don't you wait for the indictment to come out? Why don't you read the indictment if and when it comes out and then make a determination whether or not you think that it falls under a misdemeanor, a class E felony, or maybe even more. How do you know what the district attorney is looking at when even I don't know what they're looking at? I mean, now they're saying that there's potentially another witness coming in tomorrow, and that's not from the DA that I heard it, that I'm reading from newspaper leaks. So, look, I'm ranting. I'm frustrated, I'm angered, you know, I'm happy all at the same time. <laughs> not only is the media not judge, jury, and executioner, and they try to appoint themselves in all of those roles, but if you're going to appoint yourself in those roles that you shouldn't have, can you at least do the research? Can you at least wake up in the morning and read and speak to real experts rather than just trying to cast your opinion as fact. That's what people are completely fed up with. That's why they come to the, you know, that's why they're part of the brigade. And stop media normalizing just how crazy, just how deranged, just how much of a traitor Donald Trump and his team are. You mentioned these lawyers and you gave them some great nicknames. Takapino, you call Takapinas. Robert Costello, Abbott and Costello, Rudy Colludi, Giuliani. I don't know no, if you've seen Giuliani. Drunken. Well, speaking of which, I drunken want to show Rudy. you this clip. And it just shows you that for $100, you can basically get all of Donald Trump's current lawyers to literally do anything. And somebody tested that theory out. And this is what they did. They went to Rudy Giuliani on Cameo, because he has Cameo, basically offered him 100 bucks to say this. And I'll just show you this clip. And this is, by the way, the person who is a leader within Wait, Donald Trump's Benny, are you Trump's not on Cameo? Play the clip. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here's my handle. Here's my spout. 
When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Tip me over and pour me out. I'm a very special keeper. Yes, it's true. Here's an example of what I can do. I can turn my handle into a spout. Tip me over and pour me out. What Best bedtime fuck? routine for weight problems is this unusual bedtime ice hack. You may not know this, but the, the biological... Okay, so Cohen, it was not that? that he was... <laughs> you had to let me finish the video. Huh. It's not that he's on the platform. It's that he will do things like that. <laughs> like that. What, what, what's, what's your reaction to it? The fuck is it? Rudy Clooney, drunken Giuliani. He probably knocked down a bottle of scotch <laughs> on that one. I mean, you know... First of all, why is his face right up into the camera, right? That just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I've done like over 15, I'm on Cameo. I've done over like 1,500 from weddings, anniversaries. If you ever do I, that, Cohen, if, if you anybody ever... asks me to do you know, a reading like this, um, yeah, I just reject it. I mean, I've rejected, you know, quite a few of these. Um, yeah, Rudy is just one sad, pathetic human being. Could you imagine that... This ass clown was once <laughs> America's. Could you? I mean, could you just imagine? I mean, I would like to see if somebody out there can go ahead get Donald to do it, but fart to it instead. That would be classic. And in fact, I would even pay two fifty for that one. <laughs> can you tell us as much as you can? I know there are limitations. On you obviously can't talk about anything that you said or what went down. But in terms of like your physical presence, because. LOL. I think Michael Cohen should host. Exclamation point. Anybody with me? Question mark. Everybody thought that you were done last week. You then had to be on standby. You didn't actually have to um, testify, at least from the reports, but I want to hear it directly from the resource. You didn't have to testify yesterday, yeah. but they had you there anyway. So can you yeah. walk us through at the high level what went down? Yeah. So m most importantly to start, it's extremely important that people understand the process. The process is... The district attorney, and this is not news that you can't read in the newspapers and so on, but for some reason it doesn't really get heavily reported. When the district attorney offered Donald Trump to come in and to present himself to the grand jury, the goal, of course, if he elected to do it, would be to sway them that there is no case here and that the grand jury should not come back with a decision to indict. He chose, of course, not to do that, very much like the way he 500 times pled the fifth in just the AG's case. But he still has the right to send in people if, in fact, the belief is that there's exculpatory information that should be provided to the grand jury so that they could take that into consideration prior to making their ultimate determination. And that's uh, that's standard. It's not that they gave Arnold any special um, privilege here. 
its standard operating procedure. Then, for whatever the reason might be, they asked Abbott and Costello over there to step in, uh, Bob Costello to step in, and he had something that he wanted to say. Okay. The, the lead prosecutor had him presented, and he provided whatever testimony that he wanted to or tried to. Of course, it has to be relevant to the case at hand. It can't just be, you know, some arbitrary um, thing that he wants to just introduce for the sake of introducing it. And at the end of the day, they asked me to be there at the building on standby in the event that the grand jury needed to hear from the lead prosecutors um, a rebuttal to whatever it is that Costello um, was telling them. It was obviously their decision, it was the determination that whatever Costello brought to the table was not relevant to the case at hand, and so there was no need for me to provide a rebuttal, which I was more than happy to oblige. I had told the prosecutors that I will make myself available as necessary so that they can do their job. And I went down and I sat in a room waiting for them to make a determination if a rebuttal witness would be needed. Again, it was determined no rebuttal was necessary, and so they released me, and I went home. And then, Colin, the and then last week, how many days did you, which days did you testify, and for how long last yeah, week? Yeah, I, I don't remember which days, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, it was for three hours and then two hours the next, you know, the day after. So, so, um, so here, here's my view, though. You, you said why, you know, uh, why would they bring in this Robert Costello, you know, you know, individual who's who's got a very shady background and 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 engages in a lot of shade? And I'm putting that generously here. This is why, because it's all propaganda. This was all so that Donald Trump can go on his social media platform and say, "Look, we brought in the star witness, but a weaponized Biden, DA, George Soros, Soros, this, Soros, that." And that's exactly what he did. It was all for the fascist theater. Because here's the post that Donald Trump made right after Costello showed up. He goes, just reported that the most important witness to go before the New York City grand jury, a highly respected lawyer who once represented convicted felon Gerald Byrd and serial fake storyteller and liar Michael Cohen, will be doing so tomorrow afternoon. The information he will present will supposedly be conclusive and irrefutable witch hunt. And so he puts that out, coordinates that, and goes, I just heard that that's that was a great... By the way, that's a pretty mean fucking tweet if you think about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got everything in there. You know, liar, jailbird, convict, felon. You know, one of the things that really, really pisses me off and... I really want our beatdown brigade to make an issue out of this. This is not this is not a joke. You know, I'm watching, for example, like CNN, and they have all of these talking heads that are on this show, and you know, they want to refer to me as the convicted liar. And I own the fact that 
I was charged and I pled guilty to what's called the thousand and one violation, which was lying to Congress. But the interesting fucking thing that blew my mind yesterday on Erin Burnett is that they had Ty Cobb on the show and Ty Cobb was actually on the email chain that was going around that crafted the, the statement that I made to Congress that I ultimately had to plead guilty to lying to Congress about. And he's sitting there calling me a liar. I mean, it's fucking amazing to me, the hypocrisy of the show. I mean, you got this guy. First of all, he looks like fucking Raleigh Fingers with the saddle, <laughs> with the handlebar mustache and so on. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. This asshole was actually on an email chain as was going around and making, cha uh, is making changes to the statement. And what bothers me as well is yes, I pled guilty to it, but most people don't know what the lie that was told to Congress even was. Yeah, you it's can call me a protected. convicted liar, but let me just remind everybody what that lie was. The he lie was the number Trump of times that I Trump. discussed with Donald, <laughs> douchebag Donald, the <laughs> failed real estate project in Moscow, which was to be known as Trump Tower Moscow. I told Congress that I spoke to Donald three times, when in fact, I spoke to him ten times. That's the lie. And if anyone out there thinks for a second that that's going to impugn my credibility at a time of trial, then you're sadly mistaken, because it will not. And I look forward to the day that they want to try to attack my credibility because it's not going to work out favorably for them. I mean, it's funny because Bob Costello, in that statement that he started making in front of whether it's his office or in front of 80 Cent, I don't know where the hell he was. That was designed for a party of one, not for you, the American citizen, not for the public not for the press. It was all designed for him to stroke the ass of Donald J. Trump. And clearly he did it because Donald put out a very favorable truth social, what do they call them? They're not tweets. They're what, what the hell does this mean? Pravdas? I mean, what do they call it? Mm -hmm. Pravda? What, 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 what do they call it in, in communist Russia? I think they I call it. I have no idea. They, uh, so I, I don't like to say what they call it. They call it truths, but it is worth noting that exactly the main propaganda paper in Soviet Russia was also called Truth. It was called Pravda, yeah. and, and, and that doesn't shock me. So right after Costello gave that press conference, you're right, Donald Trump wrote, it is being said, which, by the way, no one is saying this. When, when Donald Trump says it is being said, you have Costello saying, he goes, it is being said that disbarred lawyer Michael Cohen was put out to dry today after his highly respected former attorney and legal advisor, Robert Costello, made a great impression, not only on the DA's office, but the grand jury itself. He is known to be a great lawyer and a highly honorable man. He stated to the media that he could no longer listen to the lies that Cohen was spreading. He told the truth with papers, documents, and backup. He left zero doubt the DA will do the right 
thing. They didn't even need you as a rebuttal witness. So it's like the yeah, lines I mean, and the gaslighting. By, over by the way, over. by the way, Ben, let me let me also bring forth some truth and some facts. Bob Costello represents both Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, and now carrying the water for Donald Trump. If that doesn't tell you about this guy and his credibility and who he is as a human being, all right, he's a bullshit artist to the to the max. And I'm not concerned about him. He means nothing to me. Donald Trump's truths or untruths, we're going to call them, <laughs> mean absolutely nothing to me. All right. I'm not the one who's running scared. I'm not the one who's shitting in my diaper. All right. Mm -hmm. Donald is. Mm -hmm. And that's that happens to be the mm -hmm. truth. The guy, this is what he does when he's scared. First of all, you can see it in his untruths and you could smell it in the way that, you know, he casts individuals. He starts to denigrate you and he starts to laud the other person who's telling the untruth and carrying his water. Donald is so simple to understand. You just have to lower yourself to like third grade, fourth grade. I shouldn't even say that because Donald is definitely not smarter than a fifth grader. He's like a schoolyard bully, right, who has no idea what he's doing and he's just trying to push his weight around. It's just not going to work. That's the thing, though. It's the not, he's not going to, then he's not going to convince the DA what to do in this case. If the DA elects not to do it, that's on Alvin Bragg. If the DA elects to go forward, that's on Alvin Bragg and, of course, the team. So, you know, sit back, relax, <laughs> grab the fucking popcorn, <laughs> grab your DC. That's a Diet Coke, by the way, Ben. Right? Grab your DC <laughs> and knock yourself back. Enjoy yourself. Watch the shit show unfold because it's fucking comical. That's really what it is. You want to sit back and watch this like you're watching an episode of Housewives. The only difference is it's not Teresa throwing the table. It's Donald. Here's what Stormy Daniels posted earlier this morning to your point. Wow. It's a beautiful morning. It's always been my dream to sip coffee on my farm porch and watch my gorgeous horse graze. Anything exciting going on today? Uh, you and Stormy Daniels are sharing. Let's grab a coffee. Let's enjoy this while he continues to just completely show what a deranged maniac he is. I mean, she's great. She's got a tremendous sense of humor as well. Think about it. You know, to those people who don't understand, this spotlight is not a wonderful place. You know, it causes a tremendous amount of anxiety and tension in the house. You know, especially with the children, um, you know, they remember the earlier days when they were plastering my face all over the fucking place, when the Southern District of New York was lying and they were doing all the things that they did. Um, then, of course, they remember it the second time when I was unconstitutionally remanded back to Otisville because I refused to waive my First Amendment constitutional right. And then all of a sudden, here we go again. Right. Uh, the former and I, and I really want to say this again. I want to say it really slowly now. The former president of the United States putting out on his social media network, which soon will be bankrupt, 
unless they figure out how to fuck the Saudis out of more money. This guy is attacking me in every single way, shape, and form. For what? For what? For doing his bidding? Do I need to repeat myself when I say that everything that I Michael did Cohen went to was jail. done at the direction of, in coordination with, and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump? Listen, nobody said it better than, I think it was Joy Reid, it was Joy Reid, who turned around the other day on television and said, whoa, 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 stop one second, when they started to question my credibility. And she goes, Michael Cohen didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels. Donald did. In fact, just so you guys know, I wasn't even working for him at the time that he had this alleged affair, right? And then they went on to, she went on to say that he got paid back. And funny enough, something Ari Melber asked me the other night, Donald Trump doesn't pay anybody back for anything. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't like to pay his bills, let alone, you know, pay somebody back money for, we'll call it, hush money, right, that he allegedly had no idea. Well, if he had no idea, then why did he pay anything back? The whole thing is circular, <laughs> and it's stupid, and it's not going to inure to his benefit, and good for Alvin Bragg for taking this case to the next stage, and let's see what he chooses to do. It's his district attorney office. He makes the decision. End of story. And we all just have to be patient. I know that we're like, you know, we're like a Google society. You punch the information in, and within a hundredth of a second, you have the answer. Well, that's not the way that this process is going to work. It's not working in any of the cases. It's not working, obviously, with Merrick Garland. It's not working with Jack Smith. It's not working with Fannie Willis. It's not working with Tish James. It's not working with Alvin Bragg. It just doesn't work that way. And we all just have to take a step back. And while I know, I truly know that we all want to see accountability, which is what this is all about. This isn't about revenge. I said that uh, to the open mics at the, you know, when I came out the other day of um, uh, 80 Center Street. This is not about revenge, and I don't care if they say, oh, well, he's only saying it now. I've been saying this on my podcast, May, uh, my, uh, Maya Culpa, forever. I don't want to see Donald indicted. I don't want to see him prosecuted, charged, convicted, simply because I don't like the bulk of the shit that comes out of his mouth. No. If he committed a crime the same way that they would treat you or me, or worse than what they treated me, right? I mean, that's just a whole nother. The way that they would treat anybody else, he needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds. Plain and simple. No argument there. And if, he, if it's proven that he didn't, no problem. Don't indict. But if he did, let's go. And as I had said to the DA, whatever information you need, I've already been down 22 times between 20 times for interviews, two times grand jury, one time as a rebuttal witness unused, I'm prepared to go back down. On, baby. And I'm prepared to work, continue to work with them so that they could present the best possible case in order to, you know, convict him of what he is guilty for. Plain and simple. If it was good enough for them to go after me, it should be good enough to go after him.
Well, this is the defense that's being put up on the propaganda network known as Fox. They are saying that Donald Trump could not have had an affair with Stormy Daniels because of this reason. Play the clip. Alvin Bragg's bringing to the table. There's no proof Trump slept with Stormy. There's no baby. And Trump didn't use campaign funds. There's no baby. Oh, good. Oh, oh. There's no because baby. Every time, every time two people sleep. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, a baby, which is good because you know at this point in time, now oh, you can even get Mephistopheles. You can't even get that, even if you wanted it. I mean, that. I mean, shame on him. It's. It's not just that it's ignorant. It's stupid. And how it's are treasonous. we? The brigade is, how are we not laughing Trump. at this stupidity and the fact that Trump. he even felt justified as a host of a news program to make such a ridiculous, ludicrous, stupid comment. I don't know. And how he has anybody listening or following him. I just don't get it. I, mean, I want to get, I want to, you know, you said this, Ben, and I got to jump onto this, you know, and we say it all the time here, but it's important. It's why Midas Touch Network, it's why what we're trying to do, which is to sort of pull you away for the hour, twice a week, from the, we'll call it network cable news, you know, outlets, because there you're not getting the raw unfiltered truth like you're going to get from us. We have no, I really don't have an axe to grind in this, you know, in this game. Now, some people will say, oh, yeah, you know, you're just going after Donald. It's revenge. That's what I heard somebody say yesterday. This is all, oh, Bob Costello, right? Fool. That this is all about revenge. It is not. It is not. It's about accountability. It's about rule of law. It's about the fact that we are a one-tier justice system, that lady justice wears blindfold because it wouldn't, and it shouldn't make a difference whether you're rich or you're poor, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're brown, male, female, tall, short. It should make no difference. There's one rule of law. Otherwise, we as a democracy are really in big trouble. That's, that's factual. We will be in big trouble when we have two sets of law. I mean, think about it when you're watching The Handmaid's Tale. You have these, um, what do they call these, the guys that run the place, uh, the ambassadors, uh, colonels. What do they call those guys? Uh, MAGA? What's that? Huh? MAGA? No, no. MAGAs are the other side. Anyway, <laughs> the, the folks that are running Gilead. They can walk over and shoot you in the fucking head if they want. No different than Nazi Germany. And get away with it simply because they are of the elite class. There is no elite class in America. We are all Americans. And you know what this is going to ultimately show? This is going to ultimately show that the Democrats adage that no one is above the law, not even a former president, is ringing true. And that's extremely, extremely important for the future of this country.
We were able to dig up this video uh, from 2018, uh, CNN appearance by Joe Takapina, who you call Takapinas, who is currently representing Donald Trump. In addition to him saying that he represented or established an attorney-client relationship with Stormy Daniels, probably implicating New York Rule of Professional Conduct 1.18 and the corresponding ABA rule as well, which may put him in a big ethical bind. He said this and seemed to basically believe that Donald Trump committed a crime back in 2018. That's, that's the opinion he was taking back then. I want to play this clip and I want to get your reaction to it. Ukraine, I mean, you know, once that net is out, once the microscope is on you, everything is fair game. And it's hard to argue, oh, you can't look at this or you can't look at that. So, yes, if there's an issue with, with that payment to Stormy Daniels being that it was made on behalf of the candidate, okay, and it was not declared... That's fair game, unfortunately, um, if, if that's the case. And, you know, on, quite frankly, you know, Michael Cohen, again, um, has made statements that would give rise to suspicion for any prosecutor to say, that doesn't make sense, that a lawyer took out a home equity loan with his own money, paid somebody that he didn't even know on behalf of a client who, by the way, had the wherewithal and the money to afford $130,000, and, by the way, didn't tell the client about the settlement agreement. It's an illegal agreement. It's a fraud. Um, if, if that's in fact the case. There you have it right there. I think he's making the case against his client. I want to get your reaction to that. But first, let's take a quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are. And not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours. My own experience with Fume has been game-changing. The easiest way to stop a bad habit is to switch to a positive one. I mean, he is what he is. This is just an opportunist. That's all that he is. He, yep. You know, this guy will go whichever way the wind blows, whoever he thinks that he could benefit from. Right now, he's benefiting. Did you see when he was all sweaty and guy screaming, trying to oh, grab the impressive. Harry Melber? Do your impression. I mean, he's. This is a guy who is willing to do and say anything in order to get himself out there. Are you really, Joe, that fucking desperate to lose your license? You have any idea the hardship that I am going through on a daily basis? The hardship that I put my family through because of my stupid loyalty? to a guy who never deserved it. Could you imagine, right? I mean, how much shit that I've had to endure as a direct <laughs> result of, again, my loyalty to Donald. And this is what you want to do? In one, on one side of your mouth, you're sitting there and you're saying, what idiot would believe that Michael Cohen went in? First of all, I didn't take out um, a loan on my home. I had already had a home equity line because it was paperless and my wife wouldn't know about it. That's why I use that as opposed to taking money that I had in the bank at the time, all right? He doesn't even know the facts, which is so dangerous. I constantly go on television and I say, facts matter. No more of this bullshit innuendo. You're not gonna hear it here on political beatdown. That I promise you, Brigaders. 
You're not going to hear that bullshit on the Midas Touch Network. That's a promise from Ben, Brett, and Jordy, and all the other folks that are on this network. You're never going to hear the bullshit. You're never going to see something like a pack of penis type of a scenario where one <laughs> sentence, or just because it was yesterday, he's making the claim that this doesn't make any sense, right? It's not like Donald couldn't afford the buck 30, and then all of a sudden now he's attacking me I mean, vociferously claiming that I'm a fucking liar, that I'm a, you know, I'm a convict, I'm a felon, I'm a this, I'm a that. It's all the same talking points. Go back in time, my friends, and look at that House Oversight Committee hearing when each and every one of those Republicans used the identical words because it was given to them by Donald as talking points for them to use during the hearing. This is the game that the guy plays. Plain and simple. It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. And he's going to have to be finally held accountable for his dirty deeds. Again, whether it's the DA here in New York, the AG, the DA in Georgia, whether it's going to be um, Jack Smith in uh, Florida for the stolen Mar-a-Lardo documents or the January 6th insurrection. Or maybe he'll be held accountable for all of them. I mean... That's what, that's what this guy is looking at going into potential primaries for the GOP. <laughs> and what's amazing, think about it this way. There's like, what, 150 million or something like that um, Republicans or 130 million Republicans in this country. And out of 130 million Republicans, the best that they could find... Donald J. Trump. Now I understand giving the guy a shot at the beginning. I really do understand it. He said, well, he said a lot of stupid shit, but he also wasn't a politician. He played off of that, right? Where I'm gonna build a wall. I'm gonna build the most beautiful. Nobody builds like me. I'm gonna build a beautiful big wall. All right, and who's gonna pay for it? And then you hear the crowd start screaming Mexico. He engaged the crowd like a comic or like. Um, a rock star. That's what he does. He engages them. He read the crowd. Now after four years of absolutely nothing, nothing, what ends up happening? Still people that are devoted to him? I don't know. Scratch your head, my friends, and say seriously, what the fuck? So yesterday I am lecturing and I have a WTF moment as well. I start lecturing at the law school that I teach at on Mondays and, uh, and Wednesdays and I start getting all these buzzes in my pocket and I usually get a lot of buzzes but this was particularly so I looked at it and someone said you know Donald Trump wants to fight you and he's, he went on he said he wants to fight fight you and my like what are you, what are you talking about and so I looked at this post that he made and, and this is what he wrote he wrote um, so our post that we did about a year ago, we had a source who back in the day knew people who went to school uh, that Ron DeSantis taught at. So after Ron DeSantis graduated from college, at the age of 23, he taught for one year at a school in Georgia called the Darlington School. He was a history teacher there, and he was known to party with the and so uh, some of the people there sent us some photos of them partying together and you see the underage girls drinking there and that's Ron DeSantis as a 23 year old teacher and so we broke the story about a year ago maybe a, a little bit longer ago 
And so then I see this post. He goes, Donald Trump goes, Rondé Sanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage, or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. And what provoked him to say that is Ron DeSantis at a press conference was asked about uh, the Manhattan District Attorney's likely indictments. And I'll just show you what the response was by Ron DeSantis. Let me play this clip right now. Drinking warm water before bed shrinks a swollen prostate overnight. Thousands of men are regaining control of their blood. From the Florida Standard, uh, we wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored Trump indictment, and if you have any role in it, um, if charges are brought on him, will you have any role in extradition to New York? So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this, the, the Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. <laughs> but what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. I want to say this too before showing you the next video. Crime is down in New York. Crime is down in Manhattan. They use this talking point about crime being up. If you look at the statistics, crime is actually significantly down. But so after DeSantis made that statement, I want to show you this final video, then I want to get your reaction to kind of all of it from the attack, uh, Midas, the attack on DeSantis. But this was basically mimicked by all of Donald Trump's kids and by all of MAGA world, but this is Don Jr. doing whatever the hell this is doing. That's what it is, guys. We owned by the billionaire donors. 100% controlled opposition. Let's see which way the wind is blowing. Let's see which way they want me to respond, and I will do it. So I was hoping for a strong response, but we got a milk toast response. We got weaker than most rhino Republicans. We got a weaker response than a lot of never-Trump Republicans. And guys, here's the deal. You can hire influencers to post videos of you dunking on what was like a hot Twitter take 10 days ago on some moron local reporter. You can get plenty of people to do that, as Ron has. But that doesn't make you ready for the big leagues. If you can't understand that this is a fundamental issue of our time, then you're not ready. Then it's not your time. As even people like Mike Cernovich, who have been big DeSantis supporters, 
just heartbroken that DeSantis doesn't understand what Soros DAs and the Bolsheviks are going to do to this country. He also said DeSantis okay. blew it okay, today. Okay. The only people saying... Oh, <laughs> yes, the, the, the Bolsheviks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's sad. I mean, it really is it's sad. Um, what is it, what is there possibly to say? You know, is it nice to make fun of the stupid? The answer is yes, if it's Don Jr., right? I mean, this is, and he's the smartest of the three kids, believe it or not. I don't understand what the fuck he's doing. I don't understand what he's saying. Um, you know, the air quotes. The, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can then go ahead and then have your... You can stunk on whoever the hell you want. Stunking? Who the fuck knows what he's even talking about? It's it's <laughs> circular. That makes no sense because it's not relevant to any specific topic. Okay, Ron DeSantis, you're not <laughs> part of the big league. Okay, this is now Don Jr.'s shot so that Daddy comes back and says, you know, Don, great job. You did a great job. I saw the tweet. I saw the truth. I saw the, the TikTok. You, you did great. And you really smashed the sanctimonious, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, Dad, I really did exactly. Oh, my God, shut the fuck up. How many times have parties to say, can you take it down by 12 Nazis? You know, what are you screaming about? I mean, I don't understand what Don is doing. You know, the criticisms that he used to have of his father, you know, I talk about it in my first book, The Loyal. You know, the criticisms his father used to have of him on a regular basis. Why he's now trying to become everything that he said he didn't want to be, I don't know. You know, I hate to see, I really do, I hate to see him this way because he's really fucked up. And it's, I don't want to see anybody like that. And, okay, you want to, you know, you, you want to back your father, that's great, back your father, I get it, but your father wants to destroy democracy, he's already taken away, and Don has, you know, five kids, you know, and they're, they're young, he's got daughters, you know, um, you know, what's going to happen if, God forbid, that, you know, they need an abortion, oh, that's okay, they'll just get on Trump's jet and fly off to Switzerland or England or someplace so that they can get it done normally properly by a you know by a doctor in a in a medical setting as opposed to what some of these other states or some of these Supreme Court judges want with that going right back to those back alley abortions where you know put women's lives in jeopardy. Many got sick, you know, and died as a direct result of these botched procedures. Is that really where we're at as a country right now? I mean, come on man. You know Wake the fuck up already. You don't have to back your father for stupidity and this ongoing anti-Semitic trope of constantly referencing George Soros. It is an anti-Semitic trope. I don't know if Don realizes that. Of course um, he does. I believe that Don Sr. realizes that, but even if they don't, what does George Soros have to do? What proof do you have that George Soros is behind this or anything? I mean, it goes back to this old folklore about George Soros wanting to destroy America and being Jewish. And I, I, again, 
there's so many things that need to be said that we're kind of approaching the end of our hour here on Political Beatdown with you, our brigaders. I'm just going to take it down a step and I'm going to let Ben finish up because this is just too frustrating. It's too stupid. There's too much going on right now that we will bring to you, again, the raw, unfiltered truth as it relates to what's happening right now across this great land of ours that's being 